Greetings, my fellow wayfarers and sojourners on this road of life. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. It's Wayfarer Weekend. Each weekday, we're doing a chapter a day quick hit, but on weekends, we're taking a little extra time for longer conversations about the journey and topics of both life and spirit. Now, our weekday chapter day journey is still in Psalms. We'll be picking it up on Monday with Psalm 20, and you're welcome to join us for that. Today, I'm excited for the second half of my conversation with Kevin Rosa. Now, Kevin and I have been friends for the past 20 years. Kevin was the one with whom I started the chapter a day journey. He and his wife, Becky, have been constant companions with Wendy and me on the road of life. We've shared both tons of joy and laughter, as well as some of life's darker moments. And we ended last week's episode as Kevin and I were just getting into the conversation about accountability. And we'll pick it up there right after this. There's another thing that I think I want to bring into this as we talk about how our wives have become part of this. Yeah. Because as guys, you know, as we started and both as businessmen who are on the road a lot, yep. obviously one of the things that we talked about early on and have talked about ongoing through our relationship is just being pure, keeping our yep. thoughts pure when you're on the road, yep. uh, you know, not giving into porn, not doing those things. Yep. That's been a piece of our accountability. Yes. But especially when it comes to sexual purity and it comes the struggles with all that's available out there. Yeah. A wife and husband have sometimes a hard time talking yes. about those things. Yes. And I would even say it, it doesn't work when a wife and husband have accountability in in those sexual areas. Yep. So what happened eventually with our wives is like, look, we, we all gave each other permission yep. that if Wendy is concerned... Uh, about me or Becky is concerned about you, they have permission to call the other and say, look, I, uh, there's just something I, I think is wrong. I need you to talk to him. Yep. And we gave each other freedom to do that. And it's been huge. Absolutely. And it, and, and it's gone, it started there and it's gone beyond that. Right. If they, yes. I, I think the because we gave permission, there is now just an understanding in our relationship as couples. And I, I I know in that area of sexuality, for sure, it gives our wives great peace and confidence. Yeah. Because you're not walking that journey alone. Right. And, and you know, if I may, to step back to the whole guys being different and guys being accountable to each other, right? So that's an area that, for most guys, is just off limits. It's like, you're not going to talk to me about your sex life. Right. Um, I don't want to hear about it, and I'm not going to talk to you about it. <laughs> and that's too bad, because... There's no greater place to get accountability than from a brother who, hey, surprise, Tom, guys and girls are different, if you didn't know that. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's true. And so uh, guys being able to understand guys and girls being able to under understand girls is invaluable. And I would add to that, that it is also allowed us to find a certain level of comfort because in sharing even about uh, our sexuality and our marriages is the fact that we often have these really um, 
ill-conceived notions of what it should look like or what it should be that really aren't based on human reality. Right. (laughs) And especially if, you know, if we are allowing the world's view of what sexuality should be, it should always be passionate, it should always be, you know, the number one thing in your life, you should always be going at it like rabbits, you should always, you know, be satisfied. And that's just not real. No. And so the fact that we can walk together and I can kind of go, oh, all right, well, I guess, you know, you guys have your struggles too, just like Wendy and I do. It, It gives you the peace of knowing that you're not, you're not alone and you're not, this isn't strange. Right. That's for sure. I, I mean, it was kind of hard for me when you're newly married and I've been married 15 years or whatever the difference in <laughs> yeah. our marriages is. And I'm like, no, I, maybe they are doing it like rabbits. <laughs> you know, what's wrong with us? <laughs> but, you know, I mean, so so there's been ebbs and flows. But the fact that we can yes. talk about it is, is all of the key. Absolutely. Right? And... I mean, I think that all, uh, all four of us and in the, between the two of us, there have been times where we're in very different places in life. Right. And sometimes that gives us a perspective yep. that w- that's much needed. Sometimes it means that I can't, I can't really identify with what you're going through at the moment. Yep. But yet as, you know, as your friend and as your brother, I, I'm going to be with you and yes. I'm going to listen and I'm going to do everything that I can to be supportive of you. Yes. Even though I may, I may not really understand kind of the depth of what you're going through. And I think we've all felt that at, at some point or another. Yeah, I think so too. I, as I'm reflecting on what you're saying, it's fascinating because I've had to check myself and, and hopefully I've improved my apologies if I haven't, but as a two, like I want to help. Uh, so you share something and I'm like, have you thought about that? You know, I start yep. talking and maybe it's what makes me a good salesman. Maybe it's not, but as a four, you're much more contemplative and you're much better at listening and not offering a solution. Yep. And I've noticed that over time mm-hmm. and, and I've learned from that. Right. And unless yeah. we're having that depth of, of relationship, I never learned that. Right. And Isn't I think, interesting? yeah, it is, which brings another layer of benefit from walking the journey together is we do learn from each other things that, that you are good at that I am not. I mean, I have learned, even though the birthday thing is, is a good example of that. Sure. I've watched you, um, in your relationship with your nieces and nephews, right. um, the way that you have leveraged your care for people as a two into opportunities to have deeper relationship and, and, and an impact on the lives of family and friends because you're so intentional right. about doing it. Right. And I tend to be more as a four, I tend to be a little bit more isolationist yep. and I tend to have fewer relationships and that go deep like ours. Yep. And then I don't, necessarily feel a need. Right. And it's, so you have encouraged me and I have learned from you how easy it is just to reach out and show somebody care, Yeah, how simple it is and how meaningful it can be for their, for them, as well as opening up opportunities for more relationship. That's good for me. Right. It's interesting because technology has helped that tremendously, right? When you right. had to make a phone call or write a letter to somebody, I wasn't any different than anybody else, but my seven wife and I discuss this all the time. She gets annoyed, right? She's like, 
you know, if it's a, if it's a mutual friend or family member's birthday and she's like, did you already text them, you know, and it's seven 30 in the morning. I'm like, yeah, I already did. You know? <laughs> she gets really annoyed by that. And, and it's interesting, Tom, because my relationship with my nieces and nephews with texting, that text on their birthday is just the tip, right? That's just the open line of communication. Yep. Yep. And then when I text them on any given Tuesday, Hey, I love you. I miss you. It's not weird. Right. Because I, I do that periodically and they know they're going to hear from me on their birthday. Mm-hmm. And so what it's done is kept lines of communication open. Absolutely. Yeah. How has that, um, just, you know, reflecting on the fact that doing that, opening up that relationship, again, let's just talk about your nieces and nephews. Sure. Uh, what has that, what has happened with those relationships? And I imagine it's been different with different ones. Yep, for sure. That's where and, I was And thinking. talk about some of the differences that you've seen and, and what that's meant in your relationship with them. It makes me think back to what we were discussing a little while ago about, you know, you kind of throw a line, some people go there and some people don't. Yep. I can tell today, now some of my nieces and nephews are near 30, right? But I can tell today who really values it, who is more like that. Because I'll randomly get a text or an Instagram message or something from one of them. Like, I don't always have to initiate. But with others, um, and it's not necessarily guy-girl, right? It's interesting. And But I can tell when we see them Mm -hmm. the value of that relationship. I mean, and, and I try not to compare, right? But you go in a room with family and they come give you a bear hug. Yeah. And they say hi to other people, you know, yeah. and it's just fascinating how little touches over the years have meant a lot. You can just tell. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. As a two, I would imagine that you feel this, that there are times when you give yeah. that, and you mentioned this at the top of the, of the podcast, that, that you want more than you get in return. And the reality is sometimes you will never get right anything back like like you expected and that's part you just have to accept that yep what i've learned the most from the enneagram about myself is when i'm unhealthy so i'll give an example in marriage so i'm one of those guys that i work from home and my office is at home and becky is not and i make dinner i do dishes i do laundry i do all the things that i can do and 95 percent of the time i expect nothing Maybe a thank you, but I really expect nothing. Mm-hmm. When I'm unhealthy, I start to get bitter. Okay. And I feel it. Now that I know about it, I feel it. And we can talk about it mm-hmm. and, and avoid the blow up. Because for me, what ultimately happens, I ultimately tell Becky, but she can tell. <laughs> she can tell something's <laughs> right. going on. And right. we're, we're, now we're, I can bring it up because I feel it before she's like, you are in a bad mood. What's going on? We don't get to that point anymore because right. I'm comfortable bringing it up because I feel it. Yeah. And that's uh, going back to your observation that, that what the Enneagram has done for your relationships. And that's yeah. very much the same thing that it's done for Wendy and me is yeah. because now all of a sudden I have a context in which to talk to you about this. Yep. And just even knowing our numbers, like going, she can kind of go, okay, Mr. Four. Yep. Uh, and call me out on something that's not very healthy in the moment. Yep. And I can receive it. Yeah. Because she's right. That's right. We've lived so deeply into, even in the four of us, with the four of us, mm-hmm. that I think we're at the point where we have to be cautious that we don't use it as a crutch. Well, I can be 
whatever my number might indicate. Yep. Let, let's talk about Becky instead of me. As a seven, fun haver, fun haver, you know, instead of of witnessing something negative out of that, we can talk about it. And but I don't want her to think, well, I'm just always fun, so I can do whatever I want that's gonna be fun. And you know, that'd be a crutch. We can't do that. Right. You follow me? Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Right. But, so uh, yeah. I mean just because I'm a four doesn't give me permission to go, you know, all emotional angst on everybody and then just excuse it because I'm a four. Right, right. Uh, you know, and I think that's where the accountability happens Personal for us. Yes. accountability yeah, first. Yeah. Yeah. Both ways to say, yes. okay, uh, because every number has its positive and its negative, Absolutely. we have to own both. Yes. And the accountability in our relationship to be able to say, okay, yeah. Right. You know, you're, okay, this is not. Not very healthy. Right. Um, and you pick yourself up. But that's so different than just, we receive any other context as attack, right? Yeah. And we're going to get defensive immediately. But we have this context that we can talk about it Yeah. and take away some of that edge. It's right. still a hard conversation maybe, but it's not personal. We're not personally attacking anyone. Yeah. So let's shift gears here for a second and talk about getting back to the very beginning of yeah. our chapter day journey. Because it is, it's morphed over time for sure so it started with uh just reading one one chapter and i always picked the book i don't know why and there was no rhyme or reason i just go oh let's do habakkuk you could, you could remember what we've done that's why <laughs> well i suppose <laughs> and we would read and have a conversation about it then in 2006 when i began blogging i was kind of yeah. like you know I mean, it just seemed like a natural. What if I just write it down what I'm thinking? Yep. Not only is it out there, but it's, it's a kind of permanent record. We can look back at where we were. We could look back at what we'd read. And I just thought it was kind of an interesting concept. And it really began just playing around. I just thought this yeah. this would be, this could be kind of cool. And now 15 years later, 14 years later, still doing it. Yeah. What has just the, the chapter day journey done for you spiritually? What are some of the spiritual lessons and benefits you've gotten out of it? So the overriding truth, no matter how we did it, whether it was talking about it, reading it, blogging it, is it's incredible how the scripture speaks to you where you're at. We talked about that earlier. I mean, that has just been amazing to me and some days overwhelming. Um, how you can read a chapter and God is talking right to you mm -hmm. about where you're at right now. And we've read most of these a few times. Right. And it five years ago could have hit me totally different than what it hits me mm -hmm. today. And that would be my overriding spiritual message is the only way you can experience the joy in that is to do it. In the 20 years we've been doing this, yeah. we've probably been through the entire Bible at least twice. I at know least. at least twice in yeah. uh, the New Testament, probably about four times. Yep. So we've been through, Yep. and sometimes you forget completely, and then other right. times you go, oh, yeah, 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 I remember this one. Yeah. And sometimes the, the scriptures from childhood trump everything. It's like, it doesn't matter what I'm living right now, that's what I remember. Okay. Uh, that verse. And I usually comment to it when it happens. It's like, oh yeah, this brings me back to when I learned this as a kid. So what's the spiritual benefit been for you of being, you know, again, just reading one chapter a day and just day by day, uh, you know, being in the scriptures. What has that done for you? Yeah. So 
so a couple things come to mind right away. Number one, just my spiritual relationship with, with Christ is deeper. You spend time with people, mm-hmm. your relationship goes deeper. You spend time with Christ, the same thing happens. And being in connection like that has, has been incredibly meaningful to me over the years. We're in a day and age, Tom, where we're seeking truth. We are just seeking truth, and it's really hard to find. Yeah. And I can open my Bible in the morning, and I'm getting truth, mm-hmm. truth to my life. And it speaks to COVID. It speaks to so many things, no matter what you're going through. So that's the yep. first takeaway. The second takeaway is, as a husband and father, my family knows that I'm in the Word, mm-hmm. and my family observes that, although it's usually before they're awake. Um, or they're not around. And as I think about part of my role as being a father and a husband is being a spiritual leader in my home. And so it's also granted me that. So those are probably the two overriding spiritual things that I've experienced. I think people who struggle with having a routine time uh, reading scripture or having a quiet time, it's time, right? It's when do I do, when do I do it? When do I fit it in? Have you found what works for you as far as when do you do it? And is it regular or do you just do it anytime? Yeah, it's fascinating. So I am a creature of habit. Many of us are. And when I'm in a routine, um, out the door a certain time, whatever that might be, or morning was best for me. Um, I'd be up early before my family have that time as kids have grown and my responsibilities have changed with getting them out the door, um, now being officing at home almost exclusively, I find myself just out of routine. And it's like, I don't leave the house at any certain time. I have all of these different things tugging on me. And so I, but I, I think in years past, like back when I said, I just struggle with this. I don't have that shame anymore. Hmm. I don't. I, I get to it when I can get to it. There are days I miss. You and I talk about that. Mm-hmm. I appreciate your faithfulness to it. It's there if, if I have time to do it. But I, I would say like right now in, in our current state, I, I'm just, I'm out of routine. But, yep. but it's important to me when I don't always comment or read for myself, I try to read yours, mm-hmm. right? And that, that feeds me okay. too. Um, so for me, it's kind of all over the board. If you know it, at times I've thought, boy, it'd be a lot easier if I had an eight to five and I, you know, had the structure of yep. being able to plug this in. And that's just not my world. For me, you know, the morning quiet time has yep. just been something that, that I've just developed yeah. over time. And, uh, and Wendy will tell you if I, if I don't have yeah. that, morning quiet time, my time with God, my time reading and blogging, uh, my day does not go as well. Interesting. Now, everyone needs a break. And yeah. I just feel total grace to take a break from time you to bet. time. And yesterday, my day just was foobarred from the very beginning, right. and I didn't get it in. Yep. And you know what? It, okay, whatever. Right. Um, and I think that that is also a piece that you have to allow yourself grace to not be perfect. For sure. But I, I think back, Tom, to 20 years ago and what I perceived to be intermittent devotion time mm-hmm. as compared to today, and it's light years different. Yep. Uh, you know, back then, if, if I wasn't in the Word, I wasn't in the Word. Yep. Now I might miss a day or two, but I that means three days a week I am. Yeah. What a blessing. Well, and you, so for you, it has also 
now turned into where you're kind of doing the same thing with other people. Yeah. Tell me about that. Yeah, there's really only one person that I've, that I, so I comment to your blog. Yeah. But there's one person that I consistently email and he went through, oh, it was, it was at third. He's a Pella guy's family, uh, Leaders for the Harvest, was mm-hmm. it called? Yeah. And as part of that, you have a mentor. Yep. And I was asked to be his mentor, and I just asked him to participate with us. Yep. And at the time, he wasn't reading the blog online. Um, it may have started before we blogged. I can't remember the timelines. Yep. But I would draft an email to him, send it to him, and he'd respond if he could. And I still do that. Okay. Um, which is ironic, because I think he reads the blog online. <laughs> so, yep. um but and and I've invited a lot of other men to, including my son, to participate. And I I don't know their level of participation, but yeah. that's the thing. I was as you talked about the blog earlier. One of the greatest blessings is that we've been able to share it mm-hmm. with a lot of different people, um, whether they know about our context or not. I really don't care. But if right. it draws them into discipleship and accountability of some sort, praise God. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. My gosh, we've been talking for almost fifty minutes. So <laughs> I know, and that's the thing you, we can talk. We, we know this we, we, for hours, for hours, <laughs> days. We've done it days, we uh, without stopping. We have. And so that's never a problem for us. No, but anything is you've thought about this conversation. Um, you just kind of thought about chapter day and our relationship and our friendship, anything that you've wanted to, to express or to say, or. Yeah. You know, the, uh, Nothing that I haven't shared with you personally. I'm grateful. I'm grateful that God. One of the things when you talked about, you know, your your marriage, your first marriage. Uh, I think I've told you this, but I, I'm convinced that God brought us together the three years prior on this journey for that time. Yeah. Um, I, I felt that so strongly then, um, and if just look back on that and go, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. You know, totally and, agree with and you. To be, to be open to that. To be. Um, obedient to that, mm-hmm. I think has been an incredible blessing for both yeah. of us. Um, the other thing is I would challenge anybody listening to this, men, women, um, join us first, but second, find accountability. Mm-hmm. And if you've been wounded, I'm so sorry for that, but try again, because the the incredible blessing that can come from it, we just, I, I'm convinced that God did not design us to walk this journey alone. Right. Um, but to be in community and deep relationship with other people. And, yeah. and so that, that would be my challenge. And I would say that, you know, going back to if we could kind of summarize and recap, my encouragement for people would be, number one, pray about it. Yeah. I mean, if that's what you really desire and you're yes. really desiring somebody that you can have as a good companion in your life journey, um, pray about it. Number yeah. two, you have to engage. Yep. Um, and I'm not... And what I mean by that is not, you know, necessarily, it may not look immediately like going up to people going, hey, I need accountability or, hey, will you be my friend? Yeah. <laughs> it may be, I engage socially, whether it's at church or yep. in community groups, whatever, and be aware of the people with whom you just feel an affinity. You feel yes. like you, you're kind of on the same wavelength. You're, you live life at the same frequency. Yep. There's just something about that person that just clicks. And be aware of those individuals. And those are the ones that you then begin to, all right, the relationship starts with just hanging out. Yeah. 
and having casual conversations. Yep. Go out for coffee, go out for dinner, get together, email back and forth, um, and allow the relationship to kind of take a natural progression. Yep. Accountability will come. Yeah. Um, now, there may be relationships like in a 12-step group where you need a mentor and you need accountability right now. It's a different thing. It We're is. talking more about friendship we are. type accountability. Um, and so I would encourage people to just, again, don't overthink it, but be intentional and allow things to, ha- to progress naturally. Yeah. Um, so that would be my Anything else that you well, would add I would to that? Just, I would just say that if you have done those things and you've been intentional and you've spent time and you still find it uncomfortable or awkward to bring this up, have them listen to this podcast oh. and then talk about it. That's just what Tom and I do a lot is listen to stuff because it's branched out also beyond the scripture to podcasts and news articles. And that is what fodders our hours and hours and hours of conversation. Right. And even with our wives that, Mm -hmm. I mean, we, you know, as a foursome, we've been, we've been digging into racism and God has led us to really talk about race because we're four white people who love Jesus and want to do something positive. Absolutely. Um, And so we're talking about those things. We talk about homosexuality and where that's at and, and you know, how we engage uh, with, with people who, Maybe, you know, years ago we would have seen very differently. And how do we do that? And how do we become Jesus to every person? Um, Even those who may not look like us, believe like us, think like us. For sure. And so you're constantly reading. We're constantly sharing. We're constantly, hey, listen to this podcast and let's talk about it next time we get together. Absolutely. Happens frequently. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Special thanks to my good friend Kevin for being my very first guest on the Wayfarer Weekend Podcast. You're invited to join us on the Chapter a Day journey each weekday as we continue to trek through the book of Psalms. You are always welcome to post your own thoughts, questions, or comments on the text post of each Chapter a Day podcast, which can always be found on the Wayfair blog at tomvanderwell.com. Thank you for being our companion on the journey today. Until next time, I'd like to leave you with this blessing. May the road rise up to meet you. May the wind always be at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. May the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Have a great week, my friend.